This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good afternoon. This is Marshall Davis. It's still only February, but I'm already thinking about Lent, which this year doesn't begin until March 2nd. I guess it's an occupational hazard of being a pastor for 40 years that as soon as Winter's gone on for a while, you start looking ahead to the next church season. Lent is the season when Christians engage in the spiritual practice of meditating upon the death and the resurrection of Jesus. These are the central events of the Christian story. Today I'm going to interpret the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus as an expression of non-duality. And next time... I'll deal with the empty tomb and resurrection appearances as expressions of non-dual reality. A lot of people who have left Christianity, especially the evangelical and fundamentalist forms of Christianity, also leave behind the cross. It has too many negative connotations involving sin and guilt and shame and judgment and fear of punishment. And instead they want to focus on the teachings of Jesus. Now, the teachings of Jesus are important, but Jesus taught with more than just words. He taught with symbolic actions. He saw himself, I believe, in the tradition of the Hebrew prophets who often used symbolic actions as a way to communicate their message. You might call this religious theater. The cross is such a symbolic act. The Gospel of Mark, which is the earliest of the four canonical Gospels, is mostly about Jesus' actions and not very much about his words. The Gospel of John makes a connection between symbolic actions and teaching is very clear. It's constructed around a framework of seven signs, which are actions that he does, which are then accompanied by seven sermons. He, he's, he does the action, then he takes some time to explain to the reader what they, they mean. In the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Jesus was performing a symbolic action when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey and when he cleansed the temple. He was teaching through action to many more people than would ever hear his words. The two greatest symbolic actions by Jesus were his death and his resurrection. What he was communicating through these powerful symbols is not what later Christianity says about them. Jesus was communicating non-dual reality. Christianity, the religion of Christianity, beginning with the Apostle Paul and the author of the Epistle to the Hebrews, interpreted the cross in very different terms. They interpreted the cross in terms of the Old Testament sacrificial system. They saw it as a transaction that satisfied a legal requirement. They talked about it as a as the ultimate sacrifice for sin. But Jesus 
never said anything like that. His approach to the temple sacrificial system was, was much more like the biblical prophets. Jeremiah and Isaiah and Amos. God says in Jeremiah, what used to me is your frankincense or the sweet cane from a distant land. Your burnt offerings are not acceptable, nor your sacrifices pleasing to me. Isaiah says, what to me is the multitude of your sacrifices, says the Lord. I've had enough of burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of well-fed beasts. I do not delight in blood of bulls or lambs or goats when you appear before me. Who has required of you this trampling of my courts? Bring no more offerings, he says. Incense is an abomination to me. God says in Amos, I hate, I despise your feasts, and I take no delight in your solemn assemblies. Take away from me the noise of your songs to, and the melody of your harps, I will not listen to them. Even though you offer me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. I see Jesus' act of cleansing the temple as much more than just a protest against greedy money changers who were taking advantage of worshipers. I think he was communicating the same message as these Old Testament prophets. He was pronouncing judgment upon the whole sacrificial system. Jesus followed up the symbolic judgment by then saying that the temple was going to be flattened and he was going to start all over again with a new temple, a new type of temple. At his trial, witnesses testified that he said that he was going to destroy the temple and Jesus did accurately predict the destruction of the temple and the end of the sacrificial system. It is clear from the Gospels that Jesus was opposed to the sacrificial system. And the guardians of that sacrificial system, the priests, were opposed to him. And for that reason, it is ironic that Christianity so quickly turned his death on the cross into an endorsement of the sacrificial system. Christianity made Jesus into a champion of exactly what he had opposed during his life. Jesus' death was interpreted as a sacrifice for sin, a payment for a sin debt, a turning away of the wrath of an angry God who would send sinners into an eternal hell of endless torture unless his wrath and his justice were satisfied by a blood sacrifice. That was not the message of Jesus. Can you imagine Jesus saying something like that? He spoke against the sacrificial system just like his heroes, the prophets. The only place in all the Gospels where Jesus seems to say something that might support the traditional interpretation of his death is where he says this, where he says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now. That, that verse and that word ransom especially was later interpreted by Christian theologians to be talking about his death on the cross. But if you read the verse in its context, it's clear he was not talking about his death, but he was talking about his life of serving others. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, 
but to serve, he says. He was giving his life in service, and yet the church made his words into an elaborate theory of Jesus paying off the devil by dying on the cross. They said that the devil somehow had was holding humankind hostage and that Jesus offered his life on the cross as a ransom in exchange for the lives of his followers. Other variations of this ransom theory was that this ransom was paid to death or to God. This in turn gave birth to penal substitutionary atonement in which God as Christ offers to God as the Father a sacrifice in order to satisfy God's justice and allow himself to forgive humans. As is often summarized, God offering himself to himself to save us from himself. But Jesus never engaged in such convoluted thinking. That's exactly the type of sophistry and legalism that Jesus railed against when arguing with the scribes and the priests and the Pharisees. Legalistic theories of the atonement, atonement have made Christianity into exactly the opposite of what Christ was proclaiming. So, if the cross is not a sacrifice for sin, what is it? What does the cross really symbolize? The cross is a symbol of non-dual reality. Furthermore, it demonstrates how this unitive reality is realized in our lives. It comes about through the death of the self. By his death on the cross, Jesus was leading the way, you might say symbolically, for us to follow. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, deny his self, take up his cross, and follow me. Jesus planned and orchestrated his crucifixion to be his greatest teaching. It taught what he had been saying all along, that true life, eternal life, comes about through the death of the self, which reveals what we really are. We are not the body. Death reveals that. We are not the physical suffering that comes with the body. Death puts an end to that physical suffering. Also, we are not the self, the individual personal psyche that we tend to identify with and also identify with our body. We are not the emotional suffering that is connected to this psychological self. That self died on the cross. Jesus on the cross is the picture of a body and a self dying. It is a picture, a symbol of dying to self. And the resurrection, which we'll deal with next time, is the revelation of our true self, the no-self. Now, in talking about the cross, we can still use the term atonement, but not interpreted as a sacrificial death appeasing an angry deity. It is interpreted 
as at one meant, meaning one with the divine, and that is actually the root meaning of the English word atonement. Atone is from an English, Middle English word meaning literally at one. So the word atone literally means non-dual. Yet the word has been co-opted to apply to a dualistic theory that turns God into a monster demanding the torture and death of his beloved son by crucifixion in order to satisfy his thirst for retribution against sin and sinners. Traditional theories of the atonement teach that the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is what makes reconciliation between God and humans possible. But Jesus never taught any such thing. Jesus taught that we are one with God. Before his death, he prayed that we might know that oneness with God, just as he did. That was Jesus' message. And that is the non-dual meaning of the cross. And that is why I call myself a Christian. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.